there! Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage. Big, big crowd today. It just keeps growing. So, let's see. Uh, who we got today? This is Liza. We got Doug. Hey. We got Megan. Hey. John. Present. Lucas. <laughs> That's Gucci. Adrian. Yes. Tristan. Hey. Antonio. Oh, yeah. Moti. <laughs> Hello. And Bagel. Howdy. In the his houses. So, oh God! What? <laughs> so, it's Lucas is in pro- close proximity. It's <laughs> it's, it's catching. It affects you. Proximity. Just because Lucas is rubbing density is rubbing off. We on really need to start the douchebag jar. Yes, there, it's just you. my ego cannot be contained to this one chair. Shut <laughs> up! No, your ego is like radioactivity. It spreads and poisons. <laughs> that has a long shelf life. Loses control that fast. So. Uh, let's talk about what we did this weekend, and I'm going to start with yesterday. I took Jake dirt bike riding, her second time on dirt, and her first time crashing, and her second time crashing, <laughs> all in one day. We're all very proud of her. She did awesome. She took off like a bat out of hell after we were following some friends who were keeping it slow for us newbies. And then we went off on our own, and she took off on the XL175 and learned her lesson of how fast you cannot go and, and, and how you can't use your front brake in a corner and why well, they put those hay bales there. Let's just say the park cannot contain her awesomeness. Um, <laughs> yes. Well put. So, But she's fine. Broke the clutch lever. <coughs> Whatever. Then we went back and she hopped on the XR100 and did the track and kept riding and we had a really good time and I rode the XR280 high voltage, (laughs) which did awesome. Concerning Jake, I said that uh, she wasn't really crashing into a fence as much as she was just uh, doing some impromptu trials. (laughs) Anyway, I put her foot down. She didn't put her foot down. She put her shoulder down. That doesn't count for points. (laughs) It works for Mark Marquez. I put some uh, pics on the Facebook page of the hole in the fence. I felt bad, Antonio, because you go to Hollister. Should we have put the fence posts back? It doesn't really matter. They'll go back. They were down at the bottom of the Actually, there's a lot of people that would appreciate that you didn't. Uh, they need yeah. something to yeah. do. Yeah. What? Because you know uh, you can crash there now. No, that, no, that no, way they no, notice. No, so the next broken. person that goes through yeah. doesn't have to hit the fence. Why is I mean, there a fence there? Why is it's it softer. there? Because it's on, on a hill and the road is down below. It keeps you from going down the hill and landing on the road. It and also dying. will mess you up if you hit it. Yeah. So. Jake's fine. Well, well, what are you doing hitting the fence, dummy? <laughs> And You're Megan, Jake, I guess. I wanted to thank you for loaning her all of your gear. I was very because happy because I realized when the bike was down and we're in this blind corner and you're going to have bikes coming. I quickly went realized she was the brightest pinkest thing out there. Yep. I sent her to the top of the corner to wave people down because she was so visible yes. with all that pink. Yes, I was very happy to lend it to her, and I'm yeah. glad it worked when she crashed. So let's talk about what we did today. Uh, Douglas, you want to start with the breakfast ride? Uh, yeah, we we do this monthly ride thing where we meet up at about 9 a.m. And uh, just travel up the coast a little bit, down the coast, sorry, to a eatery, have eats. And then <laughs> where did you guys go exactly? GTFO. It's uh, the Cookhouse. Yeah, Capitola Cookhouse. Capitola Cookhouse. Oh, it's, it's just place. a leisurely ride along the coast. Oh, I thought you were going to like Davenport or something. No. No. Great bacon. No, we, we last, the other month, actually. we just realized we just, we aren't Huge, going for crispy. these 
little nice rides that often we have these the ocean and this it's sunny and we need to just go for a and, nice and, and mellow ride joggers did anybody notice the joggers yeah, yeah there was some Stop joggers it, <laughs> yeah it looks like um bikini row has now become I saw active you. again mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. saw you noticing the joggers by the way did you Antonio? see the, the smack yes the i did see the smack on the <laughs> that butt. was for you did you see the finger wave did you guys smack a jogger in the ass then right away no i i like to do this thing you did the air then you do the air smack the air smack as you go Sometimes okay. I've just thought maybe I should just smack a jogger on the ass and just drive. Don't, Lucas. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah, worried about idea. the cops chasing you without I've doing that. I've seen you ride; they can catch you. Douchebag jar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, was that was cold. cold. That was cold. Whoa. cold. And so we did a little bit of bike swap. I uh, rode Antonio's uh, Bandit twelve hundred. Very, very smooth. Apparently. Megan yes. broke my DRZ. I did not do anything. <laughs> you broke the shit out you of it. You broke it. I did not. Yeah. I did made a left-hand turn and your clutch cable snapped. Yeah, all of a sudden it's my clutch cable even though you were right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and it snapped so I pulled over and Liza miraculously rode it back and I jumped on the Bandit 1200 which was very intimidating at first. It's the oh, biggest bike I've ever were, ridden. Were you riding on the back or were you driving it? <laughs> Douchebag jar. Yeah, it looks like somebody's about to get cut and stabbed. She she actually made it look like a little. Here's the scissors, Megan. If you need the scissors, took that big bike and owned it. Yes, you did really good. You did. Thank you. you. When you don't open the throttle, yeah, they're pretty tame. I got it up to like 90 on the freeway. I looked down. I was like, whoa, that's fast. (laughs) And uh, Tristan, you were there. What did you ride? A uh, VFR 1200 with the automatic transmission. Which is very cool looking. Wait, that's automatic? It's, yeah, yeah, it's auto. Yeah. What? You're damned. Yeah. Is, okay, now I'm I'm disappointed I didn't ride it. That sounds fun. Yeah, it, Doug and I took it for a test ride. It was it's a, it's a game changer. Yeah, it was it was uh, takes some getting used to. Because I remember I was running Bagel's Vespa and I was like, it was automatic and I was like, <laughs> I don't have to worry about gears. So what? Like your, your left foot just sit there and do like seizure type things. Like, <laughs> so so what what it really is advantageous is when it's too cold to wear any normal shoes and you have to wear like mittens because where I am it's that cold. So uh, up in Ashland, Oregon. So. Um, I find that it's 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 uh, it works well in cold weather because you don't have to operate your clutch and you don't have to wear boots that can fit under you know in in relationship to a transmission pedal. Yeah, so you can wrap yourself oh, up good. like a mummy and yes. still ride. Yeah, and be totally comfortable. So when you say cold, you mean like fifty two? No, I think he actually or, means really cold, like down yeah, in the forties, like freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, not I, California I up cold. In the like Oregon it could cold. be it could be thirty six degrees, thirty eight degrees. Yeah. Uh, Celsius. That that is a cool, yeah. As cool long as there's not snow right. on the road, Celsius, yeah. Snow on the road, I'll ride. And Antonio, what did you ride today? I rode Bumblebee. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, you mean the triple tracker? No, no. Thank you, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. I I warned Antonio yeah, beforehand. No, that, that's a beautiful bike. Good <laughs> yeah. God. What the you proper just, name is? Yeah. No, I love everything about that motor and the exhaust on it, and it just rode great. Um, and I'm actually really surprised. That was the first time I've taken on the freeway. That's the replacement engine I bought off of eBay and just threw it in. Really? I've done nothing. No, yeah, I, I remember, really liked it. I remember the last time you took it on the freeway. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it didn't uh, work so well. Yeah. You guys were on the side of the road. You guys saw me take off yeah. coming back. It just vroom, it went great yeah. on the freeway, took off. It's um, a cool bike, man. Yeah, it, is a, it was fun. It handles well. Yeah. 
And, and and thank you for the brake work that you did too, because that was the first thing that I tested. Oh, I'm getting onto an older brake, a bike that oh, yeah. has the front brakes. That belongs to Eliza. See if it's one of those that you have to like call ahead. You know, <laughs> let people know that you're going to start. Sure. By telegram. Does Tristan in the back you have a question? I, well, I, I think that the the rest of the world would like to know how well the R1 suspension mated with that oh. your bike because that that is um, unique when you go to shows and you've just taken a very modern suspension and added to a very cool retro bike and people would love to know, you know, what year is that bike and what your suspension worked perfectly together. I think it, we did. Gotten, we did cover yeah, this. Yeah, it's a, a 79 XS750, and the I think it's a 2006 R1 front end, which just bolted on with the change of the triple uh, tree. The bearings. You didn't have to uh, swap out the triple tree? Or was That's the, the entire the front R1? end bolted on with a change of bearing. Oh, so the triple tree. So you can take a 1979 bike, throw on a front end, and suddenly you have suspension and braking and yeah. steering uh, what, and everything. Who does the bearing kit conversion for that? All balls. All balls. Call all balls, and you give them the two bikes, and they <laughs> give you, here's, here's what you yeah. need. Gorgeous. Here's my question. And as long as it's the same length, they'll pop right Here's in. my question, though. Is, uh, is the uh, <clears throat> rake different? On that frame compared to the R1, probably, yeah. probably, because yeah. it, it, it's yeah. steers. The the the, the triples are going to have a different offset than the stock triples. So yeah, it's mm. probably got a different. Because I figured the R1 would have a really really shallow rake. Um, well, that the, it's going to be the difference of of the head angle for the R1 versus the head angle on the XR or XS. Yes. No. And and what would you predict would be the change between the stock and the R1 that you see now on this on this motorcycle, the Bumblebee? Oh. <laughs> more rake, less twitchy. Well, it's, it's one hundred times stable. better damping. Yeah, less twitchy. It does more stable around yeah. in the turns. It's a lot more stable. I mean, having brakes like that now. And you get those brakes were great. I was playing yeah. with them. So, um, here's, my, here's a question. Yeah. I mean, we have the R1. Front and um, you know upside down forks, everything else. But you still have double coiled shocks in the rear. Mm-hmm. So. But they're new. Although those are aftermarket, though those are aftermarket yeah. and oh, they could work just as well. You know okay. the whole difference between the double versus the mono shock is more just convenience, right? Pretty stiff setup. No, <coughs> yeah. it is. It's crisp. <laughs> I took it off a couple jumps. It was good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it did well on the sidewalk jumps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. No, All right. So nice. who else worked on a bike today? Okay, not everyone else. I no. did. I wanted still waiting for parts. Okay, Megan. I What did you do today? I sanded. <laughs> a I lot. Susie anything. sands a lot. And I painted and Adrian is going to have a very sparkly and pink dirt bike by the end of the week. <gasps> I'm really excited. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Watch the cord. And I want to thank you, Adrian, for keeping the the misfits <laughs> thing going. <laughs> it's like we are truly motorcycles and misfits here. This is true. Um, as for what I did, um, I worked on my 400 to try and figure out the carb issues, and I stripped out the 250 so I can get it finished to be um, painted, remod- <laughs> remodeled. So it's Project Runway motorcycle. And you had a carb leak, which you fixed, but then you created a coolant leak, so you just swapped leaks. Yeah, as I'm testing it out, and the carb leak seems to have you know fixed itself in the most part after some percussive maintenance from Doug. And yeah, as I was running around the parking lot to try and reproduce the carb leak, all of a sudden, coolant leak. So why was why was the engine getting so hot that it spewed? 
I, cool. That's actually not something new for Adrian. <laughs> no, no, it is not. Um, in fact, that's ah. about the fifth time I've repaired that rubber hose because the, um, Suzuki for that model year decided to be moronic and do a full like molded hose. So you get the one that comes off the pump and it goes into a Y to the, each of the side radiators. And normally this is done with like a normal hose with a T in a section that gets bolted to it. But this is all one piece. And it goes from about a two inch hose to a one and three quarters molded. So it's all one piece you have to order, which I don't want to do. So every time I bust a leak, I use the wonders of nitro tape. Mm -hmm. Um, That that hose is probably more nitro tape than regular rubber right now. And yeah, patch it up. Yeah, yeah, that, that hose has a, has a little something to say about Trail 5 at, at Forest Hill in the summertime, <laughs> the yes. troll section. It doesn't like it. Um, <laughs> I think we used half a roll of nitro tape on that that time. Can you, can you tell the listeners more about nitro tape? I've oh, it is that. the most amazing oh. stuff on the planet. If there's, you, there's a roll of it right behind you. It's a self-vulcanizing <laughs> yes. rubber tape that's about uh, generally about an inch, inch and a quarter Heads up. There you go. wide. Oh God, he's dead. And you wrap it over. You can wrap it over a, 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 a existing oil. You don't have to clean oil or coolant off, and it will stick. To yeah. it, it was developed. Magic. It was developed and, by the military. Apparently, I put and it'll vulcanize to itself. I put yeah. some of that on a fuel leak, and it did not work so well. Really? Well, this <laughs> is you. This is you. Then. Maybe yeah. I got the wrong kind. The user, user error. error yeah. Gas, gasoline does special things to adhesives. So. It really well, but this what, actually works on fuel, uh, uh, yeah. fuel line. I've, fuel line, oil line, coolant line. Anything. We've done it. It, you you can even make O rings out of it. Yeah. So the, as much as I've repaired oh, my yeah. coolant system with the, on the stuff on the trail, I've seen almost as many repairs to fuel systems on Antonio's bikes. Yeah. 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 So, wow, so, it sounds like a great additive to a roadside. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Every time I go out in the dirt, I have a roll of it with me. Um, it me is too. amazing. It um, takes high pressure, so you can put it on coolant lines. Um, it takes temperature, so you can put it near things. Like the, my coolant lines, they're now melting when they get too close because um, I have custom radiators. It'll get you home. Hopefully, and, you never yeah. need to use it, but when you need to use it, it works. Yeah, and yeah. we'll definitely get you home and to the next ride and to the ride after that. And the PSI thing is actually a good point because um, you know a lot of systems, tape will just get blown right off but that stuff will hold serious psi you know i'm not 90 psi but i but i had it up to 30 psi one time and it was holding pretty good this week's podcast brought to you by rescue tape (laughs) (laughs) we should get them up you can actually get it at pretty much any hardware store i think like Mm -hmm. home depot has it yeah so lucas i heard you worked on something this weekend yeah oh is he washing his bike again (laughs) (laughs) oh wait no haters man he took off his fairings Dude, when you get a bike that's nice and sparkly, you'll want to wash it too. Yeah, um, no, actually, it was I was working this weekend on my dad. You can't bike. see this audience, but this is a really <laughs> hard. <laughs> me off. Um, my dad just got a bike. Um, he, I guess, he was uh, pretty inspired by all the riding that my brother and I have been doing, and he really wanted to get a bike. He wanted um, to be a sick jigsaw six rider. rider. <laughs> he wants to commute to work in a really cheap, um, really fun way. You know, because um, he has to do a little bit of commute. So, you know, he bought... I, I started to thread on Barf about, you know, like, what's a good bike for my dad, right? And he ended up buying uh, this guy's... What is it? Uh, Seika, this guy's. This guy's. Well, his name's Tom. <laughs> his name's Tom, a.k.a. Triple Threat. And he sold him his... Uh, oh, yeah. Triple Threat. Right. A.k.a. Uh, he sold him his... 
1992 Seika 600. Okay. And he got it for a pretty decent price because it was having some problems, namely that it would not run for very long without dying. And so we ruled out the probability of a coil being bad and having the cylinder stop working. It's got to be fuel. Fuel Yeah, and so we figured out it was a fueling problem. Yeah. So he bought hose on the petcock was bad. Right. So he bought an aftermarket um, fuel filter, the one that was transparent, so we could see the fuel in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we took apart the fuel pump to check if there was any interference. There wasn't. There was a lot of calcification on the fuel pump that we actually just ended up sanding off, I guess. But uh, the fuel pump itself was pretty immaculate, very well taken care of. It uses a vacuum pump though. So what happens is there is a Nipple coming off of the <laughs> head. Nipple. That's what it's called, Shrub. <laughs> There's a Next nipple. to the petcock. <laughs> uh, the petcock's in the cabinet. You said nipple. <laughs> There's a nipple coming off of the head that. Wow. Really? Shut up! <laughs> It's what it's called. Don't blame me. Um, um, I think you need an anatomy lesson. Um, <laughs> there, there is nipple coming off of the. Uh, Tell me more about your head nipples. <laughs> that Drake connects via a, um, a tube to the petcock. This has gone off the rails. So, for those of you, so, those of you who actually know anything here, about motorcycles, it's or just anatomy. a vacuum-operated petcock. Yeah, here, so <laughs> here's what we figured out. We were trying to run it, and then Megan's suffocating. It was running okay, and then he starts. I was sitting on the bike, and he starts like messing with it. I don't know what he does, and then it just starts going like chug, 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 chug. And I'm like, "What did you do?" And we found out that um, it's very sensitive, and the vacuum pressure that it needs to generate um, in order to pull the fuel through the filter is not working. So when he was messing around with it, it was running on literally no fuel. So it was just like and just. Horrible. So uh, I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I guess we need to um, work out issues with the petcock because obviously we're getting fuel flow. We're getting um, a decent amount of pumping from the pump. So clearly we're just (laughs) not getting enough fuel coming through. We're looking at the little filter and we can see there's just barely a trickle going through. So I'm like, okay, you know what? You really need to replace your petcock. I guarantee that's the issue. And then he's like, oh, well, you know, I looked on the forums and they told me all the petcocks go bad. And I'm like, oh, and you didn't think to tell me that? (laughs) You didn't think to get a new petcock? But hopefully um, once we do that, we can get it down. And I'm really hoping we can get his bike running soon. So cool story, Hansel. Guys, <laughs> 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 we're interested. Right what would you do? <laughs> oh, I wanted to say something else yeah. too. Whatever. You sanded some more stuff. No, oh. I rode Doug's. I rode Zeus for the first time today. <coughs> oh. And when I got back from riding Zeus, Zeus the hell is Zeus? The ninja. Oh, all right. Why is it called Zeus? Because it sounds. That's what I fucking not. named it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Jesus. And when I got back, because Zeus is a played out, used to be awesome god, and now he just kind of. My name is Antonio, but you may call me Zeus. <laughs> the better question is, why did you name your bike Sandy? Because she's talking Sandy. to you, Lucas. Yeah, don't talk to you, Lucas. I didn't name my bike Sandy. It's Captain America. Even oh, I'm sorry. That's your vagina. My bike is named Captain America because that's what my friend called it while he was drunk. Anyways. So that's what it's called. I got back and Doug and Antonio were like, I want to talk to you about dirt bikes. And they were like, see that one over there? Doug was like, I got it for you. So thank you. Happy birthday. It's not for a while, but yeah, I'm happy. And yeah. Happy unbirthday. And what kind of bike is it? 
It's a Suzuki, I don't, RM? 2001. RM125. RM125, two-stroke. Yeah, yes. it's a full-size two-stroke as our first yeah. dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't always do the I right things we were around here. The awesome. biggest wheelie. <laughs> I was fine. I, I rode that fine. thing. It was insane. It, every, I think wait everyone she rode loops it. it going up her first climb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she goes up her first up-ramp for a jump, and she grabs a little bit of throttle on that thing and ends up on her back. 40 feet away. <laughs> yeah, did, anyway, did, I'm excited. Did, did you know that an RM125 can do like 120 foot triple jumps? No. Why would you tell her that? It's got six gears. I'm just saying. Oh, she's got not. some room to grow. Because she needs yeah. to have the you, fear of You can win super cross races on that thing. It's that, been that done. Is, what did you work on this weekend? Put my parts away. <laughs> Liza, Liza was playing mommy daycare today. Get your shit off the floor and off the bench. And Doug, wow. you're trying to sell your ninja, and you got an email today from Spammer. Yes, that happened. Scammer. No, so Moti's looking confused. Douglas took his engine apart again and put all the engine parts all over the entire shop. Because I shop. was supposed to get the, sh- the and then left them there. So this morning I came in screaming, "Get your stuff out of here!" Right. And I went on a ramp and started exactly. texting people come get your shit out of here get I've been on a rampage damn kids get off my lawn <laughs> no mom I'll do it later I'm play video games <laughs> <laughs> there, there's just too much stuff in the shop which is a good segue into we are officially having a garage sale on May 10th Motorcycle garage sale. Motorcycle only garage sale. And we're going to have a bunch of people coming, bringing their parts. We got and there's parts gonna be for sale, bikes for sale. Bikes for sale. People for sale. There's going to be cheap parts because we want to get cheap. shit out. Importantly, a suspension workshop. We have a professional suspension artist yes. coming in and he'll adjust suspension your sag. Artist. <laughs> he'll adjust <laughs> your sag for like 40 yes, bucks. He's yeah, pretty Phil. famous. Oh, he's coming yeah. in. Phil and did my bandit. Yeah. That, yes. yes. That I would call loved. him an artist. Yeah. Yeah, suspension is a black. Is he like how Subway employs sandwich artists? He's suspension. And so, can we just turn off his mic? I can. I'm about. We're gonna have. I'm gonna personally have stuff for a dollar. That's Phil Douglas of Aftershocks, by the way. Yeah, yes. I'm gonna have stuff for a dollar. We just need to get rid of stuff. And Um, isn't Jake gonna be washing bikes? Jake is going to be washing bikes to raise money. Be wearing a bikini. That's so cute. Oh, that's so cute. She's 15. Yeah, that's so gross. She could be wearing her water polo. Wait, no one was thinking that, man. He was. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. maybe there'd be some 13-year-old dudes that wanted their bikes washed. There you Get go. your head out of the gutter. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. All those 13-year-old dudes at their all, bikes. All right, all right, we're getting off topic here. All right, I think it's a good time to listen to a word from our sponsor, Moto Bandito. Introducing the Moto Bandito How to Lose Your Friends Prank Kit for Motorcycles. Brand new for spring, this kit is everything you need to drive your friends crazy. <laughs> Blow their minds with the exploding hand grips. That'll teach them to wear their gloves. Scare the bejesus out of them with the snake in the can for gas tanks. <laughs> Fool your friends with the rubber fake oil spill. For the non-British bikes, of course. Make them pee their pants with the key-activated 10,000-volt ignition shocker. <laughs> But it doesn't stop there. This kit also includes the whoopee cushion seat cover, wolf whistle exhaust tips, brake squeal spray. Order now and you will also get the fake parking ticket. Son of a bitch! Disappearing paint spray. What the? Banana flavored condom. Mm. Cracked mirror sticker. Ah, jeez. 
all when you buy the Moto Bandito How to Lose Your Friends Prank Kit for Motorcycles. And remember, if your friends can't take a joke, you didn't need them anyway. Only at MotoBandito.com. That's B-A-N-D-I-D-O. And we're back. <laughs> oh, my God. We have got an all-new low. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, dude. I enjoyed myself. Oh, yeah. I'm sure so, we can go much lower. <laughs> Megan, in honor Next week, of... John Strips on microphone. <laughs> oh, oh Looking gross. for rock bottom. In honor dude, of Tristan <laughs> We can describe here. everything that's going on. In honor of Tristan being here, mm, we've got the out. Craigslist porn pick of the week coming mm-hmm. from Oregon. Yes. This is in southern Portland, I think. And it is a 1988 Kawasaki EX500. Oh, And it's heck, actually in pretty good shape. Actually? Actually. <laughs> Does it come with Hot? a jacket? Does it come with the purple suit? <laughs> For like $25? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the end story on this one? He's not here to defend himself. Yeah, knock it off. We won't. We won't. was telling me about that earlier. <laughs> we were talking. Okay. okay. And, um... What the hell are you guys talking about? I have no idea. I'm here and I don't know. I have it's no some idea. dude. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, it seems smarter like... Smarter than all of us. I don't know what you guys are talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, title in hand. Fix it or pot it out. Bought a new seat, new battery, and new rear tire recently when I thought I would get it fixed. Just no time. Let me know if you're interested. Right side mirror was busted off when we moved the bike. Uh, so you dropped it. Yeah. Or, f- yeah. $500. So you stacked it at Portland International Race. And it's red. And it's missing the it's- lower cowling, but... We have an extra. It'll be in the garage sale. Yeah. We do. Nice. Um, how much was it again? Five hundred dollars. Awesome, That's Tristan. You know, do you go on Craigslist and browse the motorcycles, yes. so you understand why we call it porn? Sure, sure. Yeah. Like, are you familiar oh. with porn? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what regular porn is? Because this is motorcycle porn. So, it's Tristan, like that. have you motorcycle. ever bought a five hundred dollar motorcycle? Would you ever? Hmm. I can't remember. Let I, me ask I, I you this. Many, I have too many bikes. I can't remember. Would you anymore. ever drive long distance on a $500 motorcycle? No. I don't have the time. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> nobody got time for that. Nobody got time to break down every ability. He doesn't have a machine shop. Well, I, I can fix the bike and I can make it worth more than that, but... Um, but but a five hundred dollar bike generally isn't going to get me reliably to where I need to go, and you know I only want to call AAA and the American Motorcycle Association for tows so many times a year because I only get so many miles. But don't you like the challenge? Um, <laughs> no. no so what? Shoulders so and, yeah. you yeah. recently rode down yes. from Oregon yeah. Yeah. on your uh, VFR twelve hundred. It's a twenty ten, so it's incredibly reliable and it's comfortable and it's fast and you can load it up with gear. And I had to go to a formal function where I needed a suit, so you know you fold that all up and you put it in the. You bag. fit an ironing board you, on. Moto that Bandito too? has his perfect. No, that's suit why for you. you buy your yeah. suits from the men's warehouse because they <laughs> yeah. do that for you when you get there. Yeah, does <laughs> have a plug in for the but, irons. So. I mean, yes, yeah, so you could. You yeah. could. Yeah, it is a VFR. I mean, they are known to be hyper reliable. It's a Honda motor for one thing. Yeah. And the VFR line, it's the gentleman's sport bike. You, they are dead reliable. Yeah, and I am known as the gentleman of adventure, so it works just fine. Thank you. Wow. So tell us about your trip. What did you encounter? What did you pack? Because we want to talk about a long trip. Um, a lot of us here have done long trips. Some of us here have. Yep. Some yeah. haven't. Not We've really. had this discussion before, but everyone kind of has their own discoveries on that. So... 
How so did your trip go? It, it went very well. I, I've ridden across America before on a on a on a new BMW, so with good gear. Oh, so yeah. it'd been a long time since I'd ridden um, in weather, and uh, and I, I just wrote down some points here. And I I think the first thing that's really important is that you you really do your research on Google Maps because this is this is now the the I no longer carry AAA maps. So um, Google Maps, knowing all my my points and and how the distance because this this machine, if I get on the throttle, it'll get 110 miles to the gallon, 110 miles to the tank, even though they talk online about it getting 160. But right. if you're really on it, you're not going to get that far. Well, also, at the first stop, there was only one gas station, and it was credit card pump only. And uh, this is in California, so we're no longer in Oregon, so there isn't a gas station attendant there to pump gas. or You, you, you need to really look into make sure that some of these little towns along these remote locations are... That, that they have fuel. Like people pump your gas. Yeah, in Oregon, Oregon yeah, they everyone ha- they pumps have your to. gas. It's well, like a what? Yeah, but they, they have to. But they want you to hand. They want to hand you the pump. And they'll the, if you're on a motorcycle, they don't want if the, if the fuel gets on the tank and the paint comes off the tank, they, they can't be out. liable for that. Right, they don't want to be liable for that. So, so, but if it was a car, yes, they're going to pump it. And if it's a diesel car, it's great because you don't have to get diesel on you. But um, <laughs> why is it that they do that? I heard it was because they're just trying to create employment. Is that what? It well, really I is? would I would say that. That that's part of it, but if you looked into the details, I'm 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 sure it's a safety issue. Really? So they would say that historically in America we have seen one car explode because of gas, <laughs> and, and so in New Jersey and Oregon we are going to have people pump your gas for you, even though well, I, they it's, probably it's don't want people driving off with the gas. Uh, it's, no. it's actually a great way I knew to a girl meet that did that uh, in high college girls too. <laughs> because they're hanging out pumping gas and when they're not in school. That's awesome. So, so you, so you pump your gas, you go down the road that's, and drain that's interesting, it, and then I go back had and pump more. Yeah, yeah, pump yeah. my gas since I've been there, but but maybe I'm hanging out in the wrong town. So maybe I need to hang out in Eugene. <laughs> maybe I'm just <laughs> I go to Eugene. There'll be plenty, dude. Yeah, that's that would be interesting. But um, uh, so firstly, overpacked. Um, you don't want to overstuff any of these bags because you've got to. You really want extra room to work your your gear around. Um, line all your bags with contractor bags, three mil contractor bags. You like you buy at mm-hmm. um, good call on that uh, one. You know, Garbage bags. That's the, that's awesome. But I mean the really heavy ones, the heaviest ones that you can buy at at, at Home Depot or Lowe's, and they're three mil. Do you mean on the like outside your, of your cases? Or? No, inside, inside oh, so line. See your, see your right, and stuff don't poke mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Right, and and yeah. all the zippers, they all leak water. Go. None of them are waterproof. Right. So yeah. so. So that's the only way to really, um, you know, you put you, these are huge bags, so you can stuff the stuff the bags inside the yeah also, the multi layers, then you can roll it up, and you still have a lot of room, but yeah. don't don't overstuff it. Also, um, with the garbage bags, um, I find them a lot better to bring along than rain suits because rain suits is like okay, if I'm gonna hit the rain, but I've got this big bulky thing I'm carrying with me. The garbage bags, you can throw them over your gear if you haven't lined them, as well as you make a quick poncho out of them, mm-hmm. and they'll keep most of the rain away from you. Nice. Yeah. And it and it really depends on how long you you ride. So I would I'd add on that that one pair of foul weather gloves uh, isn't enough because once they soak, you have a hard time dealing with it. So you know if you have two layers of cold weather gloves, take them. And no matter it seems how you stuff your jacket and your under layers mm-hmm. into the glove or the glove over the layer over your jacket the water will go somewhere now the water going into the gloves is the worst thing the water going on your sleeves is manageable because it dries out real quickly but once you soak your gloves you've got problems which led me to um understanding that the second pair of gloves is key which i was able to buy a set in arcada um but 
when you go to dry out your gloves, don't put them on high heat in a laundromat because you will often melt the inner layer, which yeah. destroys the gloves. It, it's and also then, really bad for leather. Good and, tip. Yes, it, yes, and, and and leather really wants to stretch when it's really wet too. So you want to play. You want to be gentle with your leather gloves because yeah. they will get way too big very quickly. And at the end of the day, if you fill them with rice. Yeah. They dry out very quickly. And I, all of a sudden, I thought, oh, cell phones, laptops, water, you know, and all of a sudden, I was like, oh, a bag of rice. And so we mm-hmm. found uh, some stuff at one point and, and, and was able to, you know, the, did dry you come it up. up with this rice idea? Yes, because, no, no, it was my idea. It was my idea. And, um, and, and we actually, this is the, oh, this is going international now. Yes. So, so I know, I know, and please excuse it if, if you think I don't value the rice because there could be people who really need that rice in the world. And I, and I, and I chose not to consider quinoa instead. But, no, actually, the person offered me quinoa and I thought, no, that's too expensive. And then we actually didn't have rice. We had, the Italian equivalent in pasta, like orzo. No, something else. Risotto. Uh, no, it was it was it was it was something like that. But yes, but what, what I learned was the smaller the grain, the easier it comes out of the fingertips of the glove. True. So so the smaller the white grain of rice, I think, and the cheaper, you, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. Other oh, things wait, for the, the, the other things for water. Do this and come out with dinner at the same time. Oh, that's just not tasty. Well, it's going to be really watermelon. Yes. yes, I think if you pour it into a piece of uh, aluminum foil with a little water and then strap it to the tank you or to the engine, you may be able to produce yeah. your own. Roadside lunch. burritos are Beautiful. wonderful things, but other thing I want to get back to the wet water. Um, another thing to do is the nitrile latex gloves under so you don't get the water hitting you, oh. as well as plastic bags with wool socks for under your riding boot. That way you can ride in wet boots and still keep your feet warm. Yes, uh, I, fun, I would agree. Those funny are- enough, I was actually going to mention the the heavy-duty latex mechanics gloves too, but what I've been doing is putting them over the top of my gloves oh, okay. uh, as oh, a To keep them from getting wet. Yeah, to keep them from getting wet. It's a pain in the rear to get them on <laughs> over your gloves, especially sport bike gloves that have like carbon fiber knuckles and stuff. I'm imagining you in those ladies dishwashing gauntlet uh, gloves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much because badge, because the thickest it. ones I could find that were the largest uh, were purple. So yeah, they are purple. So I bought these purple <laughs> gloves. Now, <laughs> they, they worked really, really well. Just out of curiosity, are you putting them on while your hands are in the gloves? Yes. Have, let me give you a suggestion. Use chopsticks and stick the fingers through one by one, and they'll oh, go on much hey. easier. That, we okay. need a bell every All time right. there's a good tip. Ding. 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 That would be the first bell ever. <laughs> another another thing that I learned on the trip was they don't always let you dry your clothing in a laundromat if you don't wash it first. So if you get off on the road in Arcata really? and you start stripping off your clothes <clears> in a laundromat, they don't want you to put it in the dryer without washing first, which is not an option. So carrying an extra set of clothing that you can get to your motel where no one cares if you put your clothing in a dryer there because no one's watching the washer and dryer right. at any motel regardless if you're staying there or not is a is a is a good they, thing to know they probably don't want you putting like dirty stuff yeah. in the washer if, get it all greasy if you can find <laughs> getting all greasy and muddy in the dryer for your boots and gloves if you can find a hot water heater that's gas put them on top of the hot water heater and overnight or in even in like four or five hours they'll be slowly warmed to dry mm-hmm. i so, do that all the time it works tristan do you have a uh, uh, grip warmers no no, and I, I, I've noticed that um, uh, grip warmers only work if you're wearing thin palmed leather gloves. And I always thought I would design a pair of gloves that the tips would be insulated and protected by wind, but the actual centers of your palms and the first parts of your fingers would be thinner so that when you grabbed hold of your expensive uh, warm uh, 
grip warmers like on a BMW or some aftermarket device, you they would be effective. But I found that once you wear, start wearing really foul weather gloves, you don't need warmers at all. Unless you're like riding in winter in in the in the northern uh, states. But where yeah. I am and where I've been before, that's it's not a factor. yeah. Where you need the um, heated yeah, gloves know. and the grip grip warmers to not get frostbite. That's Back, not happened uh, yet. Yeah. Back in the day when I I only had a motorcycle and Back didn't have a car in at all. Back uh, in my day. When dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> and those worked really, really well for riding the motorcycle. Nice. Uh, they were kind of thick for, for getting them um, kind of in and out of the levers sometimes. But uh, as far as feel, tactile feel for the grips, they were really good. What about protection? Just you know. oh well, they were they were great because they're you know they're designed for crashing at high speeds in the ice. Oh, okay. you know, so they they worked pretty good. They were they were a, a high density nylon like a, a textile motorcycle jacket on the outside, but then they were like beefed up like like a ski or snowboarding gloves over the top, but you still had feel uh, in the fingers. Nice. Should, should we get the uh, air horn and the air hose for Lucas when he comes back in the room? Oh yes. My gosh. Yes. Nice. No. He's got the tinnitus, I guess. Uh, we uh, shouldn't do Tristan's that. looking confused because oh, you weren't he here today. That. We have a <laughs> he needs that. semi. Well, the it's out. like from a semi truck. It's like four or five feet long, dual hmm. horn that we hook the air compressor up and wait till it, for somebody to come walking through the door. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. <laughs> I, I think we should hook um, it up to an exhaust pipe so it goes honk, 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 honk. <laughs> Yes. He was wearing earplugs earlier, so it sounds like he may be having difficulty. Yeah. Well, we all know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So how long how <laughs> long was your trip? How many days okay. did you do it in? So so I left uh, Ashland on Monday and uh, and I rode in a lot of water and a lot of rain, um, some hail and uh, I got all the way what to are you adjusting, Mendocino. Lucas? So, Sorry, Lucas had his hand down his pants. It was a little distracting. So you wear so leathers, I, your underwear is kind of bunch up. Lucas, shut up. <laughs> they started it. Got my dicks so, are riding leathers ahead. on. Go ahead, so, Tristan. So, so you, 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 I went I, I-5, from Ashland I-5 to the Klamath River, which was really mm-hmm. incredible. Um, uh, well, the Klamath River fall goes into California. So basically, sorry, let me start that again. Ashland I-5, first exit in California, head west, happy camp, Wilson Creek, Arcata, then down the 101 to Liggett, and then out to the one, and then down to Mendocino, and that was day one. And, and I was lucky because once I got to Arcata and I got to the coast, it stopped raining on me, and I, you know, I got the change of clothes and was able to dry it off. And then the following day, I rode in more storms and rain from there to San Mateo. And when I got to Bodega Bay, the roads were flooded. And oh if it weren't God. for this incredible GPS that was given to me as a president, it took us forever to wire it correctly into the bike because we have so much plastic disassembly to, right. to, to get it, you know, so it's tucked in and looks professional. I wouldn't have known all these passes and I had to go north and then try to cut oh. through and I kept on running into flooded areas. So this GPS was really incredible. Now, a point that I noticed that I, well, I meant to say earlier, your phone doesn't always have data. You can't rely on your phone in the middle of nowhere when you need it the most to give you directions. Mm-hmm. But a GPS, a dedicated GPS, and maybe you can download all that data into your phone before you leave so all you need is your GPS, not your data, would, would save your, you know, your hide um, when you're 
when you're in the middle of nowhere and you, you don't really know what your options are. Yeah, and this but, worked. I mean, this got me back to the 101, unfortunately, 75 miles north of the Golden Gate. So I had that long ride in the rain with all the crazy drivers and, you know, and... and and the tire tread was getting thin. So by the time I yeah. ended my trip, I got to San Jose and I bought new tires, which I could have okay. probably predicted a little bit. I was yeah, wondering I how that went because, I mean, riding in that much rain and hail, your tires had to have been good, right? Or did you... Not good was enough. It, no? Did well, you no, 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 sketchy I, moments? No, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I did I did hit some mud that was running across the road at one point, which, you know, was predictably slippery. I don't know if I would have had brand new tires or, or you know, a good tread if that would have really helped. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm overly cautious when I go into these tight turns and the roads are wet. Um, and it's a big, heavy bike. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, I wasn't aggressive. But when I got to Santa Cruz and I looked at the tread and I was like, I am not going to turn around and go back, even if it was dry. I mean, it was pr- the prediction right. now is that I'm going to have two gays- days of great riding leaving tomorrow to get back. But um, but I still got new tires in San Jose, and, was, and I'm happy that I, I finally broke them in completely today, and, and I'm ready to hit it. What tires are you running? They're Pilot 2s, I oh, think yeah. is what they call or Road 2s. Pilot Road 2s by Michelin, tires. and they were reasonably priced. And um, and it was interesting because the guy tried to sell me on tires would have been an extra $100, and I guess they're called the Pilot 4s. But but what he told me was, this ride back, I'm not going to get the sides worn out. So by the time I get back to Ashton, mm-hmm. I've worn down so much of this high-performance tire. Do not buy that high-performance tire. It's a sport if, tire, dude. It doesn't it, have the same middle compound as the Pilot Roads. Exactly. But, but, he, mm-hmm. but so... I don't know if I could have chosen a more touring tire, which might have been more appropriate for this type of mileage, but um, but you know I'll use the rest of the sides of the tires when I get back home. We've got great twisties in the in the um, in the Rogue Valley area. So Adrian uh, or John, okay, uh, um, anybody who has a lot of experience in long distance overnight uh, so, traveling, yeah. little tips on like items to bring, items not to bring, stuff that's going to weigh you down, stuff that you're really going to use. Okay. Um, Actually, I'm going to jump in really quickly before you bagel. Um, so one thing you should definitely do is take your wallet, take it out, and take photocopies of everything that's in your wallet. Ding! Um, both sides of the card, the front and the back. So And store that away from your gear. So if your wallet goes away, you have the 800 numbers to cancel them. Plus, you have the numbers so you can probably run a hotel bill or something like that with the number and the little the three-digit thing on the back. The, they can type it in. They don't have to swipe it. Mm-hmm. You might have to fast talk a little bit and say, yes, this is my card. See all the ID, etc. Um, the other thing you can do is take a second card, um, usually like a cash-limited one. Put that underneath your seat of your bike as well as a second ignition key under the mm. seat of your bike. Because if you lose your keys, you can still, you know, with a little mechanical knowledge, pull off your seat and get to your ignition keys. That happened to me once in New Orleans on my BMW. I pulled the key out of the ignition and dropped it into the fairing. Oh, where it disappeared oh, down shit. into like the engine, How many and I had to get had? a coat hanger and a flashlight from somebody and fish it out. Of all it the places sucked. to break down, New Orleans is probably up on my top ten. Um, I, I <laughs> actually, uh, places to break down. I usually just keep an extra key in the pocket of my jacket. Yeah, that I works too. I never put it. anything in the pocket of my jackets, so I just you know, there's a key been sitting in there forever. If I ever lose my key, I'd, oh, I've got I, one in here. I've heard the spare key, um, if it's like a backup spare key, goes into one of the turn signals. Like on a Beamer, they usually give you the small one. If you pull out those two Phillips screws, you can slide it in there, which is a little easier to get to than trying to get the seat off. You don't have to bring it into a garage to get those two Phillips screws out? (laughs) (laughs) You might. might, But but almost everyone who travels has a Phillips screwdriver. 
But so uh, one one suggestion that I I think is, is a very good one to keep in mind is when you whenever you take a long trip, always plan your route out ahead of time. Uh, I mean, unless you're taking planning on taking you know freeways the whole way, then it's pretty you know pretty straightforward. But uh, you know the best riding is not on the freeways, obviously. So you want if you're going to take back roads, make sure that you study your route, know where you're going, note the distances, maybe even put a roll chart on your bike just so that you can keep track of where you are and how much how, how far you have to go. Um, I you know GPS is great to have. Um, I personally don't use GPS. Uh, I maybe I'm just old school and I'd like to rely on roll charts. I was going to comment on that because it's like I haven't even really done a trip a long trip recently enough that there was a GPS. I had the old folded up map. You just went to... We use the star. Yeah, but I know how to get there. Right, but if you if you if you study you break your route up a beforehand, second, and, <laughs> and, second but if you study your route beforehand and plan it out and familiar familiarize yourself with it, you will be much better prepared for your ride. Because if you if you make a one wrong turn, you can be fifty miles out of the way before you even no, realize. No, you'd have to like pull over and, and fucking ask somebody. Right, and you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You have no cell phone service. If you don't have a GPS, you know you're you're hosed. Um, you know, so so knowing where you're going. And knowing your route and being familiar with it is very, very crucial for a long Though, time, in my personal opinion. To I keep agree. the spontaneity going, you only have to plan your route the night before, not the entire time out there. So you can like, oh, I'm going north for a while, then east. But you mentioned pulling over and talking to somebody. And one thing um, I really want to stress, and I can't take credit for this one. I'm stealing this directly from Justin. Bring your gun. No. Um, <laughs> well, yes, you should. I can't but, say that's a bad idea. Yeah, I can't say that's a bad idea. Um, however, if you do have to stop and talk for directions, take your helmet off and take your sunglasses is off make eye contact with the people that way you become a human being you're, you're somebody who's you know just like traveling around and you become a person because you have the glasses Not on yeah you do kind of look like robots inside full face helmets <laughs> yeah. i look like a power ranger i don't know how well they react to that <laughs> yeah probably yeah, not I remember, very well yeah but you look like the pink power ranger so <laughs> living living in hawaii tourists would always ask us how to get somewhere and we would just give them wrong directions just just to mess with them i did that in san luis obispo too <laughs> we were like 13 <laughs> yeah so about your age lucas <laughs> mentally anyway <laughs> i think the good point here too is for those who are used to traveling in a car how far can you go on a tank of gas compared to how far you go on a bike you make a wrong turn and you need to stop at a gas station every two hours yeah and, yeah. and, and when you notice is when the roads get really good and you really start getting on that throttle your tank doesn't go nearly as far so yeah. it yeah. says it says uh, and really you get 160 miles out of this tank if you're on level ground and you're in fifth or sixth gear and you're just babying it but if you're on those twisties and you're just on it you're, you're like 110 I recommend that you have the Moto Bandito dehydrated fuel packets on your ride next oh, time. Oh, I need a, I need just a case gas. of those. <laughs> just add gas. So let me ask you this. On your travel down the coast, don't you think it would have been better if you didn't have a helmet on and you could feel that wind uh -oh. in your hair? I don't know. Can we get rid of all the other drivers? So I, I want to know what everyone here thinks of helmet law because... Other than, is there anyone besides John who's been riding, who rode before the helmet law? Did you ride before the helmet law? I've ridden before the helmet law. Yeah, so. Um, what was that? I rode in Hawaii with no helmet law. And I've ridden yeah. in Arizona where there's no helmet law. I'm good. So I've ridden with no helmet law. I want to know what you guys think about 
the helmet laws. I was on a actually I was on a scooter, so it didn't really matter because you don't get hurt on a scooter. <laughs> Everyone knows you can't get hurt on a scooter. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. They yeah. 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 a CA fifty. The cars come, they feel like Nerf. <laughs> right. So. so does everyone here agree with the helmet law, or is anyone opposed to it? Well, I think um, actually. I like jump right in. No, no offense. I we, don't really give a shit. Okay. Are, um, you are like the one percent of people who does not care. Everyone else is like at each other's throats about the helmet. No, it's it's. Um, I'm going to wear one. I don't care what the fuck the rest of you guys do. So exactly. you want your kid to wear one? The way, My kid the will way wear I one. Yes. Is what that, if he like, doesn't want to wear one? Yeah. He doesn't have a choice. That <laughs> his kid is smarter than that. I, I really one. don't care. People can kill themselves, but I was on like barf squid catch of the day the other yeah. day just yeah. going through there's a picture for people who that? don't know barf is the bay area, bay area riders, riders forum. forum and they squid catch the day it's a long there's a lot of posts and people just post pictures of squids they see it's all it's all just area. lucas and megan <laughs> <laughs> it's like 50 posts i, two I would be honored if they had a picture of me yeah i love that but, shit you know i don't care if an adult is but there was a picture someone posted just the other day of a dude wearing like you know a halfy helmet tank top, no gloves, shorts, and flip-flops. And his kid is on the back, and the kid's like six years old. Yeah, Same like outfit. Geez. And it's like... No helmet. Why, why do you care because about the kid, them? Does the six-year-old know any better? It's the, it's his kid. But still. <laughs> wink, wink. What, yeah. Tristan, what do you think? Well, That's when I start to have a problem with it. So I have a good mentor from this town who's a civil rights attorney, and she's been fighting this in California okay. since since I you know for twenty years. And her whole point, and and I, I think this is what it comes down to, is to to decide whether or not they should be legal or illegal. You have to be able to quantify and qualify through metrics why this helmet should or should not be used. And what it comes down to is the standards that they use to determine whether or not a helmet is of value is is too gray of an area. So, so this is, becomes very personal in that, well, what's an adequate amount of protection and at what speed and what impact? And, you know, it's kind of like bullet-resistant armor. So what, what is an appropriate amount of bullet-resistant armor and what can the, you know, uh, uh, government afford for its soldiers? Well, what is an okay, okay amount of protection for your head at certain speeds, mm -hmm. at certain types of impact, and who's going to dictate this? And since I know a little bit about armor and very little about helmets, I know that the way you test armor and, you know, is, 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 is a huge gray area and 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 it's almost impossible to reproduce and they try so hard because you know they have these government contracts to to get stuff that's that's equal but with helmets it, you know why is this helmet legal in europe and they haven't had it tested in the u.s and so i can't use it here but the truth of the matter is what they have here that they've tested isn't any better or any worse than that one and i, I it's, it's impossible to tell so uh, until we know more about the testing process i think it's unf it's unfair and it's isn't all isn't it's DOT all approval i agree based, like on the company like do the like, companies send in for dot yeah, approval DOT approval is they've submitted 12 models yeah uh, 12 or 12 copies of the model to be done something to what right. about snell approval that's all like you know honor system they can just say oh our helmet's snell approved actually that's not no that's bullshit Exactly. Yeah, you can say like our helmets DOT approved, but Snell, um, yeah. Sn um, Snell is like very rigorous, and you can actually oh, find Snell videos on, on videos well, online well, of how DOT they test doesn't uh, doesn't require internal testing of the helmet, or, or I'm sorry, uh, 
it's not external it's not testing exactly. of the helmet. There, there's yeah. no objective exactly. third party tests that they conduct to determine if it's actually meeting the standards they put Right, out. which is why you see those brain bucket like baseball <laughs> yeah. baseball helmets Salad with DOT balls, approval. Yeah. And why you can buy DOT stickers to put on the back of your German <laughs> World War II shaped helmet. And why there should yeah. be a vampire's yeah. hoodie with a but DOT sticker. Wasn't it mentioned in the Hertz study that uh, there was the, 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 the helmet that they approved most was actually a DOT one? Um, mm-hmm. Because it exposed your brain to less amounts of G-force per whatever, um, whereas a Snell uh, is made to a. Uh, it's made for crushing. It's made it, to, right. The that, EPS right? in in, in yeah. Snells, I believe, the the specification is it has to be able to absorb the uh, an impact twice in the same spot. Mm-hmm. But with the EPS, that ex, uh, what's uh, EPS? Uh, it's the, the the crush stuff, the foam, the foam, the right? Foam. Yeah. But the problem is, is to to get to Thank get you. a helmet to 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 protect you uh, in the same spot twice um, uh, uh, exposes your brain to g forces that is pretty significant. And if you hurt any other part of your body, your your chance of death is is significantly higher. Yeah, so, well, I mean, part of it is it's not it, it's the movement. Uh, it's not the movement that hurts you. It's the sudden stops. And what happens is the, the styrofoam only works a little bit, as well as it doesn't. It's a hard, more of a hard stop. It doesn't slow and then stop. Yeah. Um, so, Isn't there a significant difference between like the Snell and the ECE? Um, ratings because I've had both helmets. What's ECE? In, it's the European, European one. Because uh, the Fly helmet I had, Fly Paradigm. Um, was ECE rated, whereas the Scorpion I have now is Snell approved, and there's a lot of debate about which one's better. And from what I've heard, it's the ECE is better at crush tests, but the Snell is harder, like physically. When did you hear this Because it was a change in the recent years. The Snell 2012, I think, is the new one, and the 2009 is like garbage. Nobody. Well, rather yeah. than, I mean, I don't want to get into the details of all the yeah, different helmets. I want to talk about yeah. if the helmet law was repealed. Who here would go riding without a helmet? Hell no. I know, I know, I know that almost all of us would wear our helmet almost all the time because we're not idiots. No, not I'm being polite. But um, is there anyone who would exercise that choice? John? Well, I have a couple things to say about it. Number number one, um, I, in fact, rode a dirt bike today on the street without a helmet, but whatever. Um, (laughs) I I have a habit of working on bikes and then taking them for test rides without a helmet. Um, But... No one said you were the smartest tool in the shed. <laughs> Number one. Burn. Number one. It, it, the most important reason to repeal the helmet laws because it makes it a lot easier to pick up girls at bars. You don't <laughs> oh, no. have oh, to have on. another no. helmet. Yes. Okay. Take you want to pick up whatever your choice is and bars. How, you have a small little brain bucket on the back and you give it to them. Like you just have I, to I don't want to carry that damn thing around. I don't want to carry that damn thing around. I care enough about you to get laid tonight. I don't want to carry that. I don't want to carry that thing around. But what what the helmet law really comes down to is that there aren't a pair of goggles on the planet uh, that allow you to see over like 130 miles an hour. Uh, So you have to have a full face helmet in order to see past 130. And if you're not wearing a full face helmet, that means... Uh, you're a shitbag squid and you can't ride, so you need to wear a full face helmet. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> what about a What are you doing on a motorcycle without a helmet if you can't see past 130? Um, go, only going 120? <laughs> yeah. 127. Uh, 
You lost, bro. <laughs> now, Sorry. Personally, this is, I, I personally would wear a helmet, whether there was a law or not, uh, just because it makes sense. I see helmets as insurance for your brain um, because anything can happen while you're out there. Even if you go down at low speed, your, hit, your head hits the pavement. You can have permanent brain damage, and you'll yeah. never recover from that. Also, uh, as, far as, as far as the laws go, um, although... You know, I'm, I'm I'm hesitant to say that people should be forced to do something, even though it's a common sense good idea to to do it. Um, there there are fiscal arguments for why helmet laws are important because when when some squid spreads his face out on the pavement because he's not wearing a helmet, the rest of us have to pay for that. We have to pay for the emergency sure. services that have to come here, here. out. We have to pay for it in our insurance rates that go up. Uh, you know, there 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 are other factors that affect everybody. Negative publicity. Your state death rate well. goes up. Absolutely. You get less tourism. Yeah, there are not huge impacts like that, but there, it is there. Yeah, and and frankly, I mean, there are a lot of stupid people out there. Just to be honest about it, and you know, so in a sense, I think it is in a, in a way a good thing that there are laws because not everybody has that common sense to protect their own head. And maybe not everyone has common sense right away, but maybe five years, a couple years exactly. down the road. That's true. It, you know, you have these kids. Children's do learn. Children do learn. Well, you know, people you, like Lucas do learn. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I, I totally Seriously? relate, though, because, like, you totally feel invincible when you first start riding. And if there's no helmet law, you know, like, why do I need a helmet? I don't plan on crashing, in the words of a squid I talked to once. Um, so, no don't plan on having a fire either. What right. So, I'm just thinking, if there's no helmet law... You just, when you're in that stupid, ridiculous infant stage of writing where you just need to work out all of the absolute retardation. Uh, <laughs> Lucas, you make what it about way cheap too easy. Replacement motorcycle parts. Yeah. What, yeah. About, what about all these lightly crashed jixers and stuff that I can get for pennies on the dollar by the grieving mom? The only reason you can <laughs> get them for pennies on the dollar brain matter is on the this motorcycle alive. It washes <laughs> yeah, off. There was no helmet. Pressure dead. washer, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna... Has anyone here had their life saved by a helmet? Yes. Yes. Probably. Oh, yeah. Oh. Me too. <laughs> and that was while there was no helmet law, and I was setting out to ride without my helmet, and my friend went, oh, hold on, you forgot your helmet and handed it to me. Wow. You got a good friend. Wow. That's when I Could've. crashed on the freeway and had scrapes up the back of the helmet. Well, that's because you were wearing a helmet. Which, by helmet, the way, I careful. want to point out <laughs> a helmet I bought at the flea market for 50 cents when I was a kid. Oh, it's better than nothing. I mean, it's probably not that good, but, you know, beats having Tristan, your skin scraped off. What I do you remember think? the civil rights attorney telling me that, that the decrease in vision uh, was a huge factor that is in, in that's, that, yeah, that's absolutely and, and And the ability to hear. Um, uh, again, but but I know oh, I know on. the ability to turn your head around and, and peripheral vision is a big part of riding. You should wear earplugs anyway. You, you just yeah. look yeah. where yes. you're going. Yes, it's but, not that fucking hard. But 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 <laughs> you know sometimes you don't get your neck around far enough. Sometimes your helmet is not as has has does not the same wide wide vision. And a small Bell 500 with goggles at lower speeds is much has much higher visibility than some of my big full faced helmets. I'm not saying that this is a reason to to wear less protection, but but, but, but there's the a lot of reasons why people would say. You have no right to tell me to wear that helmet you, when I well, want to wear this helmet. You can come helmet. up with whatever excuse you want in sure. an argument well, as to why you should or should not do anything. Uh, you can come up with plenty of excuses for why you should be allowed to fuck hookers uh, without condoms. But <laughs> the, you, the point is, you, you should wear a helmet. You're dumb if you don't. But 
the government really shouldn't be mandating how you live your life yeah. in that way. Yeah, I, mm. I, I want to jump in right there, actually, is the, the whole mm. freedom thing. And, and, and I'm, freedom. I'm, I'm ignorant on the whole political, <laughs> you know. But, <laughs> thanks, Fuck yeah. Thanks, sorry. <laughs> but I, 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 I cater to the whole idea of if you don't tell me what to do, I won't tell you what to do. I don't appreciate people telling me what to do. Um, I, I believe that you know if if, if I want to make a mistake, then that's kind of up to me. Um, if I'm not hurting anybody else, um, hopefully not hurting myself. Well, but um, if you're in the hospital and you got family that's got to pay for your medical bills, you you're hurting. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, yeah, okay, but but the argument is the argument is like, though, if you're wearing a helmet, you're going to be in the hospital with broken limbs that's, surviving. That's, if you're not yeah, wearing a helmet, yeah, yeah, you're just going to die, and we don't have to pay for funeral costs are pretty fucking expensive. So Bagel's been wanting to say something for a little bit. Yeah, let's go. Well, I just wanted to make a point about the vision argument because I've heard this a lot about wearing helmets. People say, "Oh, I don't want to wear a full face because I can't see. My peripheral vision is impaired." If that's the case. Get a better helmet. There are helmets out there that have have very wide visors, which I personally prefer because I have good peripheral vision. And I'm, when I've had helmets before where my peripheral vision is limited, and I do not feel safe in those helmets. I've and so I've gone out and found, yeah. found a better helmet. Also, when you're uh, not, as far Beagle, as same thing. I've got concerned? very good peripheral vision as well. And yeah, that's why I do the showies and the rise is because you know I my peripheral vision in, in the test we've done is pretty freaking good and saved my life a couple of times. Oh, yeah, and so yeah, oh, yeah. Liza, you can, I, can, I can get the here? yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, so, so who, who here believes that that wearing a jacket or gear is 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 extremely beneficial to Me. their safety? I, know. Oh, I showed her as a Power Ranger. Okay, okay, that's, so, <laughs> is there a law saying that we need to wear them? No, 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 but no. there's a law saying we need to wear seatbelts, and you know what I mean. I don't think anyone would deny the political process oh. is completely separate from what is actually beneficial for yeah, us. Yeah, so, so what I'm saying is it's 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 down to your personal choice and freedom, and where do they get to stop? I just want to say, you know, where do they draw the line? What's next? They're going to tell me I can't watch my Netflix when I'm on my motorcycle. <laughs> Probably. You need the Moto Bandito uh, headlight projector. Yes, you're, you're <laughs> not allowed to be on a computer oh, really? while you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. Here, it's uh, you can't have screen. They will write the laws cops, differently eventually cops write about the tickets. Who distractions. Who tickets to the cops? You know, um, why, why can't, you know, you can't text, you can't text, but I can eat a burger while You driving? can look at your maps, but you're not texting. <laughs> no, but, okay, so... Yeah, I think all of us would probably wear helmets most of the time. And I, what the point you're bringing up is what is the next is there going to be something else after that yeah. there is like the only lobby protecting us as motorcyclists is the AMA they fight against helmet well, laws so yeah, a, couple, no, a lot a of people others. are really upset with that but the thing is we don't have the same representation as people with cars you know in California motorcycles are viewed as pleasure items right so they feel that it's okay to attack us without cause just to you know how about right now good. how they're starting to push that we can't modify our bikes and put on aftermarket exhaust exhaust yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's because that when somebody—that's because when somebody buys a three million dollar house in the mountains, they don't want to hear your fucking Harley riding by <laughs> at eighty miles an hour, you son of a bitch. More I like bought this 60. house so that I wouldn't have to be with you scumbags, <laughs> and now you're gonna show up on my porch with your. 4,000 decibel piece of shit. <laughs> well, you know, loud pipes do save lives. Lose no, they're they, all saving lose lives. Lose boats. They're and, all and saving lives, property. piss people off. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only thing I've ever noticed from a loud pipe as far as saving my life is that it seems that animals get the fuck out of my way faster. 
<laughs> I think it scares them into into staying. I, think I don't so. know, John. The poor I, deaf that's cat. That's the only thing I've ever. That's the only thing I've ever. That's the only thing I've ever quantifiably noticed about my DRZ with fucking straight pipes is that animals. Dude, get the that hell out thing of the is way. loud. You've never heard this thing. It is loud oh, as God. fuck. Fucking louder loud. Than but other than that, it's louder than you're anything not I've ever hear heard. It from behind, when I'm splitting lanes, you're not gonna hear it until I'm at your driver's window. Right. It's just yeah. how right. it goes. Right. It's just the way the sound well, the projects from it. It's going backwards. That too. There is no but if you're riding behind, behind John, and, and he's riding the DRZ, you you you, you slowly fall back. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, not because he's that's fast. not why you slow back, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you might as well admit it. No, because we we're winning in pain. Like, what's the what is the real deal behind all of this lawmaking? You know, and and you know, if we're going to be idealistic, laws are made in our best interest, right? But it it really doesn't boil down to that anymore. It's all about whose interests are they really representing, and they're not representing our interests as motorcyclists. Uh-huh. Even if we're doing our best to be responsible, they're representing the interests of people who don't give a fuck about motorcycles, right? Uh, Actually, it looks like somebody's really growing up in the world of yeah. politics. People who really give a fuck about uh-huh. motorcycles, they hate them. There goes them. the cherry. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I mean. We're up against a force of nature, people who will do anything they can to tear us down. And who do we really have to say that everything we do is necessary, right? We have few and far between when it comes to political action groups who are willing to support our cause, right? Where did that soapbox uh, come from? Yeah, young from activism in bloom. It's a wonderful sight. That, that's very libertarian of you. I, I, I consider myself pretty libertarian, but I would never vote libertarian because I'm afraid I might turn into an even bigger douchebag. So, so, alright. They don't uh, fucking care about us. They don't care about what's good or what's right. They care about who are their constituents and how do they please them? And our constituents hate motorcycles. <laughs> that is the fact that we are well, going to have to go up against that. That's because we don't wait in line like everybody else. We don't we give don't a fuck about that. That's only California. And, and we're doing double yeah, the state. That, that is only one state. That's only one state. state. And, and, I, and I've been enjoying that since I've come back to California that I get to move to the front. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Tristan. Yeah. Yeah. At least we have lane splitting. Tristan. Yes. Okay, wrapping this up, we're going to do a little mini get to know you. Yeah. So, if anybody has any questions. Tristan, when did you start writing? About 15 years ago. Okay. How, how did you end up here today? Um, I had a family in Santa Cruz and a, and a formal obligation over the weekend, and I decided that I wanted to ride. I didn't want to drive, and I didn't want to fly, and that I wanted to take more time to ride a bike and enjoy what I was hoping would be at least the return weather, which I've got, but <laughs> but uh, but coming down, you know, it was a reminder of what it means to be a foul weather rider, which I think is a good thing to remind oneself of once in a while. Oh, but as far as uh, how you heard about us, uh, oh, I, I and heard how about, you came to be well, in our presence. Um, I first heard you mentioned through Cleveland Moto's podcast, and they gave Thanks, you a shout out. Thanks, Cleveland. And then, and then I was guys. blown away that this was in my hometown. So I thought, well, I want to see what a motorcycle cooperative looks like, and and the put a, a face to all the voices that I've heard, and uh, just come and check you guys out because I think you guys are doing great stuff here in Santa Cruz as far as um, opening up Thanks. a social benefit mm-hmm. to the to this community that really needs help when you look at the that this should not be an expensive hobby. It really isn't when you start getting involved and getting your hands dirty, but if you buy new bikes and only use dealerships, you find 
it can be kind of an elitist activity when it doesn't need to be. Hamburger, hamburger. And well, you hamburger. mentioned you mentioned how motorcycles are a low class hobby, and it should remain lower class. It, and it, it's also across the board. And actually, this kind of segues into going to the one motorcycle show, and you go to the one motorcycle show, and you're looking at motorcycles, and no, no matter what class or what background you're from, you can build a beautiful bike, and you never know if it's going to be Jay Leno standing next to you who wants to buy the bike or another builder. Right. And that is a cool, cool experience to be looking at a variety of very hot stuff and, and, your bike, and it's huh? class class it's cross yeah. classism where it's if you get into aviation there's only one class there playing with airplanes but if you're playing with motorcycles it's everyone mm. can be everyone. Oh, Liza. Liza. so what was your first bike my first bike was um, a motorcycle that my father gave me because he told cool. me in our family that we don't ride motorcycles because we respect our bodies too much. And when he had his midlife <laughs> crisis in 1999, <laughs> he went out and bought a bike. And in 2000, he bought a second bike. And on the <laughs> second bike, he said, Tristan, if you go to take the motorcycle rider course, I will give you my brand new 99 1100 Shadow. And so I ran to Cabrillo Community College and I took the class and I started riding in about 2000 Very nice. 99 1100 shadow like the after the 350 in the class i jumped on an 1100 and learned how to ride on it so now we have another question sure for you. What is your up the butt bike? Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. You, you mean like like uh, <laughs> what I would bleed my whole body out of blood to, <laughs> to no, no, get? Up the butt, man. As long as up the butt. Up the butt. Oh, you mean like yes. what I'd give my soul for kind of thing? Yes. No, no, no. Yes. Up, up the, the butt. butt. What it would, what it would take. Gold star for. What it would take <laughs> to give up your brown eye <laughs> to Lucas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want your butt for just, just, uh, you. Just so you know, before you really, the answer, Lucas is, is well down there. He's, <laughs> he's in down. Thank you, John. Appreciate Let's not find strange. out how you know that, John. It's, okay. it's, it's, very <laughs> it's very strange you use that terminology given the liberal community that we're in. Yeah, we're in. And, oh, and as well God. as the diversity of this group right here. Your choice of words is that. I mean, this is about as diverse a group as, as you know you would see in the U.S., and yet you... Use terminology that well, someone right. so it's well, not sensitive on. enough, but that's okay. Wait, um, <laughs> the bike, the bike. No, I wanted to say, and since you are here in the flesh, do you agree that we are misfits? You've met a whole bunch of us oh, now, hell. right? I, I, I'm form, proud man. of the fact that I think we are in a collective group. I always group. thought misfit meant like like delinquent. Misfit. No. Oh, we're delinquent. Uh, we no, we're delinquents too. I see you as delinquents, but we're, maybe I don't know what the definition of we, misfit is. We are I think a group of people, Tristan, who if it weren't wasn't for the recycle and if it wasn't for motorcycles, we would probably not know each other possibly you know that's that's kind of where we, we get all the share that one common we core have thing. this one thing that brings us all together and we're all friends because I think of that's it great. And it's the smell of gasoline yeah so it's not bikes what it's the smell is of your gas. up yeah. the butt bike we're all a bunch of um, I guess it, I guess it would be one of these ultra customized um, BMW like uh, um, <laughs> Bobbers that I see in the magazines that BMW. are made in Europe. What? Yeah, oh, like, oh, like, like, like I don't want like it. There's R90 no production. Did you see one of these at the, the one show? Well, I see, you see lots of stuff. Like, no, I, that's the problem. Is I can't say, oh, it was that. One. Oh, it was this uh, Harley Sportster that was turned into a um, Scrambler at the at the one motorcycle show that I thought was incredible. Yeah, I would say that. And then there was this BMW made in Cleveland that had all custom parts on it that were all machined. That was just gorgeous. You know, I would say so something a like that. Customized. Yeah, right. Something that no one else has. I mean, there's there's not one production bike right now that. I can't get my hands on, so that's not it. 
Like, if, what what would I chop off my little pinky for? Well, it's <laughs> no. Gonna, no, that's way too easy. What would you yeah. take it up the ass for? Rolling Sands makes some pretty cool stuff. But we can all make something like that. With the right money, we can buy all the same parts. Yeah, let's we can just buy you know, an S1000RR and shove a huge extended swing arm on it and then make it really ugly. And then we'll be like Roland Sands. <laughs> be, be careful because you might go to one of these shows and then you might get the opportunity to speak to him. Because you go to these shows and tell him how you face. really feel. <laughs> that's, that's too bad because Roland Sands is actually a really awesome guy. Yeah, I, I bet he, he is. Builds I really cool stuff. So, He's okay, really and, nice and another point the one motorcycle show, you get there early when there's no one there and it's like, like an art gallery of builders and, and and people who appreciate it. Then a few hours later, they start playing music. They, uh, everyone shows up. There's no cover fee, and it turns into this hipster, crazy party. <laughs> oh, wall to wall people, really loud. So if you, you ever go the to the H show, word, didn't go you? early. <laughs> if you sounds... want to interact with motorcycle enthusiasts and not hipsters that want to listen to loud music and drink past blue ribbon. We have something like that. It's called the Dirtbag Challenge. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Dirtbag. <laughs> yep. Did you hear those dirtbag bikes it's are going the, across country? The hardtails? No way. Yes. Yeah, way. It's the San Francisco version. $1,000 maximum and 30 days to build a bike. Yeah. No, it's a $1,000. Oh, I've heard yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's $1,000. That's what I said. I thought they, it was they We recently watched it. the documentary. It used to be 500 they, yeah. they do that like mid-Ohio. They do that like, you know, I've been, I don't know, I guess on the Cafe Racer show you see them they buy the cheap bikes and they keep on flipping them and they get like 48 hours to build a cool bike yeah. well i think that about wraps it up um hey megan if if i would like to hear some of the listeners views on this helmet law i would like to hear some especially from the states that are no helmet laws tell us if you wear a helmet or how if you'd like your friends to wear helmets or family or if you've been ever impacted by this helmet versus not helmet thing <laughs> call uh, reach us at Okay. <laughs> you can go to our website, www.motorcyclesandmisfits.com. Our Facebook page is Recycle Santa Cruz. You can email us at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. And you can look at all the stupid shit we do on our YouTube page, Recycle Santa Cruz. <laughs> that way you can actually see the stupid shit we do, right. not just listen to it. And if you happen to swing by, we'll put you in a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just show up. We'll do it. That's so cool. We might make man. you ride through some fire first, but... yeah. Yeah. We'll put you in a jumpsuit. We first. might make fun of you. Yeah, who it's needs possible. eyebrows anyway? <laughs> All right. That's it. So thanks again for listening and thank you for coming, Tristan, and joining us. Thank you that for was having really me. cool. And that's it. We're out. Brap, brap. The whistle go woo woo. No. No, you're Liza. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I'm Liza. Jeez. You sure you are? Am I in charge? <laughs> I, maybe oh, someone else would be in charge. Lucas did a good job. Yeah. Are you running thank out you. of words? No, who's no, that? Never. Not possible. Next week, the guest so thanks again for listening. This is week. Liza, Doug, <laughs> I'm Bagel, I'm Lucas, Megan, Moti, John, Tristan, Antonio. Now we are out. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Was Gucci? Let's brought her. <laughs>